Hi, everyone. Welcome to the eighth episode of the podcast. Today, I'm going to talk to you about how I helped one of my students go from a 27 to a 36 in ACT reading. So he was a rising senior, and this was his last chance. He came to me this past summer, and we met for about six sessions to specifically go over the reading section and the English section. And when I gave him the diagnostic test, he scored a 27 on reading and a 28 in English. Now, with this student, he had studied for the SAT, but I knew that the SAT was not a good fit for him. So as hesitant as he was to transition over to the ACT, I recommended that he did because I knew that he was very much a math and science student. And so I knew that with some helpful strategies that he would eventually reach a score that he would be really, really happy with. So when I got the email from him two days ago and he let me know how he did, He eventually got a 36 in reading and a 34 in English, and I think his combined score was a 35. I was really happy for him. So what did I do with this student? Well, the first thing I did is I gave him a strategy that works for him. And that's one of the reasons why I like meeting with students one-on-one is because I get to really understand how a student thinks and I get to see the specific issues that this specific student is having. And I always listen very, very carefully to what the students are saying. And when they're explaining to me what they did, I listen very closely. And I basically give them customized solutions that would work for that for each student. And that's why I feel like private tutoring or small group classes are really effective because you get to really understand a student. And sometimes in a class format, they may not want to raise their hand or express how they feel because there's other people in the classroom. But specifically, what I did with this student is I taught him a framework. So what is a framework? It's a big picture view of how you should think and approach the reading section in a general way. So I always tell students that's the first thing I teach, the framework. And once you understand this framework, which literally takes about 30 minutes to explain, maybe even less, um, you can see an immediate increase in your SAT score or your ACT score. And so what I did with him is I taught him the framework and I walked him through a few problems showcasing to him, like this is how the strategy works. And, and then, and then, and then once, once he listened a bit more, he was, he felt like it was really, really easy to understand and really easy to implement, which is always a great sign. And then so I asked him to practice at home and then come back with follow-up questions because I knew that the framework is not enough. After the framework, you need to really parse out the little details, the little kinks that come up. And so when I met him with the second session, we talked about, okay, what are the little kinks that came up? And so I basically gave him, you know, customized solutions again for how to fix those kinks. By the third session, by the third session, he was getting pretty much he was beating the clock for the ACT reading section, which is the most common problem that students have with that section anyway. It's not so much the questions themselves, but it's about beating the clock. So once he beat the clock, then we have to understand why is he still getting problems wrong. And so we spent the last session, the fourth session, basically going over, okay, why are you missing certain questions? And sometimes they were really, really silly reasons why he was missing it. Maybe he just looked at, he, he glossed over a word or two. And so it really boils down to details. So once we figured out those details, it was really up to him to just practice as much as he could in a time setting to really make sure that he had a roadmap going into this test. So I think that's the second most important thing. You need a roadmap. What is a roadmap? 
it basically eliminates uncertainty. It's a strategy. You're going into this test with a foolproof strategy that you know works because you've tested it over and over in your own unique way. And it basically tells you where to go. So with a roadmap, you're not guessing or making quote unquote educated guesses. You know that there's going to be a high accuracy that your answer is correct because if you follow the if you follow a certain set of strategies. So you have a plan to attack each question. And I feel like that every student should go into this test with a plan of attack. Never go into this test thinking, okay, I'm just going to hope for the best. I'm just going to hope that I'm just going to land in the right answer. No, there are concrete steps you can take to make sure that you can get the right answer, improving your overall accuracy. And so the next thing you want to do is practice each week. I know a lot of high school students are really, really busy. So if you can't squeeze in a practice test each week, do a few sections. But try to practice in a time setting with other people around you because you want to simulate the test as much as you can. You never know when little issues might pop up such as, you know, nervousness, or maybe you feel flustered. So you want to make sure you get those little issues taken care of. And so when you get to, when you, by the time you've taken like the fifth or sixth or seventh practice test, when you actually get to the center on test day, it's no big deal because you've been through that situation many, many times. So weekly practice tests in conjunction to understanding why you got the answer wrong under, and pinpointing those to the student is very, very helpful. I never go into a tutoring session session telling students, okay, this is why C is the answer. I tell them why you missed it in addition to why you know B is the answer. So what the students need to know is why they missed this problem. Once you understand the why, you can then apply it to other problems. But if you teach it in a way where you just say, this is why B is the answer, they need to know that takeaway. Now, another thing that's really important is to go over more difficult problems. With the remaining two to two sessions, we focused on difficult grammar problems. So I noticed that the ACT, they're throwing in a few confusing comma problems. Commas are the probably the most frequently asked question I have when it comes to the ACT grammar section. So we went over the hardest problems that we could possibly, that I could possibly find. And so we, I basically taught him the rules and I made sure that he understood the rules and that he didn't go in there with a 50% understanding of those rules. He had to know, it had to crystallize in his head. So I think some students go into this test kind of memorizing 60% of what they know, 70% of what they know. And the English section is, you you just got to know the rules inside and out. And if there's points of confusion, you got to untangle those points of confusion for the student. Um, Because I know that there's a lot of different varieties of comma questions and a variety of um, colon and dashes problems. And it can be quite confusing because they somewhat look the same. So in those six sessions, I basically went over reading strategies and difficult grammar problems. And the bottom line to this experience, I think, is there's a formula behind these standardized tests. And if you can crack the formula, you got this test down. But I also want to emphasize that weekly practice tests are a crucial part of this formula. So you want to make sure that you do three things to sum it up. Learn some really important strategies that can really help you shave off time for the ACT. Go over difficult grammar problems, especially comma rules. 
take practice tests as much as you can with other people. So that basically concludes the eighth episode. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me directly at diana at myemprep.com and I'll be happy to answer any questions you might have.